Welcome. You're listening to the Louis Miner Show. I'm your host, Commissioner Louis Miner. Today is May 20th, 2023. We have a lot to talk about, so let's get started. Let's begin like we do every week with the agenda for the next commissioner's meeting for May 22nd, 2023. First item on the uh, agenda is the invocation, pledge of allegiance. We have the consent agenda items. Consider consider the approval of May 15th, 2023 commissioner's court meeting minutes, payroll budget amendments, claims. We have four, consider approval of a resolution authorizing Bell County to participate in the Safe Street and Roads for All action plan for SITCOG region. Five, consider authorizing a mid-year salary increase for the Bell County Corrections Officer and Bell County Juvenile Detention Officers with a budget increase of $3,700,000 and associated budget amendments. Six, consider authorizing county judge to sign an application to the Texas Indigent Defense Commission for extraordinary disbursement grant and in the, in the amount not to exceed seven. Seven, consider amending FY22-23 Commissioner's Court meeting date by changing June 19th, 2023 to June 20th, 2023. Then we have the... County engineer, consider change in the Bell County subdivision regulations regarding a note on all plats stating Bell County reserves the right to deny, accept of any road or drainage infrastructure maintenance for any reason. B, consider the final plat of the Tanglewood amending plat number 15 being 1.481 acre two lot one block subdivision located within the temple etj bell county precinct three consider and approve the final plat of the villas at Owl creek being 10.037 acres five lot one block subdivision located within bell county precinct three then we have county judge and commissioners announcements That's everything for the regular agenda. Now for the workshop agenda, we have county reports, department reports, capital improvement reports in the morning. Uh, We have uh, discuss appointments to the Bell County Tax Appraisal District Board of Directors. That'll be Judge Blackburn. Discuss appointments to Board of Trustees of the Central Texas County Services. Then in the afternoon, we have receive an update for the Bell County Scoff Law Program. Then uh, legislative 
update. We have uh, workshops for budget amendments, and those are on here. One is June 7th at 12 o'clock, discuss magistration. Then we have May 23rd, the Historical, Historical Commission, the County Extension Office, Constable Precinct 2, the Game Wardens. May 24th, we have the Jail Ministry, Christian Farms Treehouse, District Clerk, Justice of the Peace, Precinct 1. On the 25th, we have County Court of Law Number 3, Justice of the Peace 3-2, and the Court Appointed Special Advocates. And then on the 30th, we have Technology Services, Children's Advocacy Center of Central Texas, Aware Central Texas, Syntex Alcoholic Rehab Center. And then on the 31st, Justice of the Peace 4-1, Central Texas Youth Services, the Cluster Court. And June 1st, we have, let's see, Constable Precinct 1, Greater Colleen Community Clinic, Morgan's Point Resort PD, Dive Team, the Expo. June 6th, we have the Guardian Ad Litem, the Sheriff, Jail, Highway Patrol. The 7th, we have the Sheriff, Indigent Healthcare. And also remember, on the 7th, we have the Jail Magistration at 12. Then June 8th, we have the District Attorney, Constable Precinct 3, County Quarter Law Number 2, the Auditor and Temple Community Clinic. Uh, that's all that I am showing so far on the budget and the workshop that we got going on. So let's give a little update on the Proposition A lawsuit between Bell County and the City of Killeen. There was a hearing on the 15th of this month for an emergency temporary restraining order. And I'll, I'll read the article real quick. Did a district court judge listen to impassionate arguments from seven attorneys during a two-hour hearing Monday afternoon asking questions along the way, including how many joints can be rolled with four ounces, which is the upper threshold for a misdemeanor arrest. But ultimately, he decided to wait and decide whether the city of Colleen's police can again will enforce state laws pertaining to low-level marijuana. Colleen PD stopped making arrests for mis misdemeanor marijuana possessions in November after the, citizen, uh, after the city voters approved Proposition A. Uh, I won't go into the background, but from I, I spoke to the Ground Game Texas attorneys that were there, they said the city, or I'm sorry, the county did a poor job in, in explaining their case. Ultimately, the judge decided 
we've waited five months. This is a quote that's in the article from Colleen Daily Herald. We waited five months. We could wait another 10 days. Moore said at the end of the hearing that was held in an auxiliary courtroom, the Bell County Justice Center. Uh, that's the only ruling I'm making today. He did set a hearing for May 25th. From my understanding, that's supposed to be a, an evidence hearing. And uh, they, they're planning for it to be an all-day event. So we have commissioner's court that, that day, that morning, and then afterwards, we, I, I plan on going over there uh, to hear the arguments. So, for, yeah, from, from my understanding, uh, the, the city has an attorney, Philip Kingston, from the Dallas area, that's who City of Colleen is paying to to represent them, and then Ground Game Texas joined the lawsuit as well. So on last week's meeting, we had proclamation recognizing the Fort Cavazos redesignation. And as the only veteran on the commissioner's court, I felt it appropriate that we have a proclamation uh, as soon as possible after our, uh, on our first meeting that we could possibly have it. So while I was attending that meeting, the redesignation ceremony, I, I met the deputy garrison commander and invited them to the commissioner's court. They accepted, and they came, and the judge allowed me to read the proclamation. He even said that he believed that this is the first time a commissioner asked for a proclamation. So let me cue this up so you can hear the proclamation that the Bell County Commissioner's Court did to Fort Cavazos. Commissioner? Uh, yes, Judge. I, I just want to say something real quick. As the uh, only veteran on the commissioner's court, I, I wanted to make sure that we honor and recognize and, and uh, memorialize this historic event here locally uh, in a timely manner. Uh, so that's why I, I asked for this proclamation and I asked uh, uh, for your attendance here. Uh, I'll go ahead and read the proclamation. Whereas Fort Hood has been a vital part of the Bell County community, and the cornerstone of national defense for more than 70 years. And whereas the base was redesignated Fort Cavazos on Tuesday, May 9th, 2023, in honor of General Richard Edward Cavazos, a native Texan and decorated war hero. And whereas General Cavazos served in the United States Army for over 30 years, during which he was awarded two distinguished service crosses, two silver stars, a distinguished flying cross, five bronze stars, and a purple heart. And whereas General Cavazos became the first Hispanic four-star general in, in the history of the United States Army. And whereas Fort Cavazos continues to serve as a critical training and deployment center for military personnel, providing critical support to our nation's armed forces, 
And whereas the community of Bell County takes great pride in its association with Fort Cavazos and the contribution it makes to the security and well-being of our nation, and whereas the citizens of Bell County recognize the importance of honoring those who have served our country with uh, valor and distinction, therefore be it proclaimed that the Bell County Con Commissioner's Court does hereby recognize and honor the redesignation of the esteemed military base to Fort Cavazos, expressed its gratitude for both the sacrifice and services of the brave men and women who serve at Fort Cavazos and for the unwavering commitment of their families to the uh, country's national defense. And we pledge to support them in every possible way signed this 15th day of May 2023 by all members of the Commissioner's Court. Thank you, Commissioner. And that was the, our proclamation that we gave to Fort Cavazos. Once again, I was honored to read the proclamation. And uh, I'd like to thank the judge, Judge Blackburn, for allowing that to, to happen. The other thing that was on the agenda was eliminating Labor Day holiday from the 2023 Bell County holidays. Now... That was put on by Commissioner Schumann. I did a point of order on it because in the county's rules and procedures that the commissioner's court agreed to, it states in Section 3 how to get items onto the agenda. Part of that process is giving it to the county judge's office on Tuesday by noon. On Wednesdays, they'll send out a draft agenda just to see if we need to change any wordings or anything like that, remove something, but you can't add to it. This item was not on the agenda for eliminating Labor Day, the draft agenda. But then when the regular agenda came out, it was on there. So I did a point of order. And the judge said that he didn't know if it, how it got there, but he can attest that he was notified by 12 o'clock Tuesday for that item to be placed on the agenda. So he let the agenda, that agenda item move forward. Commissioner Schumann went into a big long rant about how much money it's costing, all these negative things about adding another holiday in the middle of the year. Commissioner Snyder agreed with everything he said, said we did it wrong. It's going to cost a lot of money. It's going to cost a lot of problems in the jail and, and the court system. But at the end of the day, he said that he cannot take something away from employees that was already awarded to them. So luckily, luckily in this moment, cooler heads prevailed on that issue at that time. Commissioner Whitson then spoke up and said that Commissioner Schumann was whining because they lost a vote and that we're better than that to get over it. 
And then this is what I had to say. Adam, uh, just fill out uh, agenda item six, opposed to. Judge, I, I did have some comments. Real oh, quick, sorry. If you don't mind. Um, to me, to the public and to the employees, we all see that this is a, a <clears throat> petty item on the agenda. Uh, that That's very obvious. Um, like Commissioner Woodson said, you didn't get what you wanted. It didn't go your way. And um, something was mentioned last week where Commissioner Schumann was blaming the petitioners, the citizens that wanted to have inclusion of Juneteenth as a county holiday. He blamed them for putting the court in that position that we took last week. But it wasn't their fault. It was the commissioner's court's fault for not addressing it two years ago uh, once it was approved as a federal holiday. And, and you might have had some leeway in 2021 was when it was first recognized, but 22 shouldn't have been an issue. And here forward, it shouldn't have been an issue. Uh, so I just wanted to go on record that um, we shouldn't be blaming citizens for uh, the commissioner's court's lack of action. We Thank you. Have, you weren't here, but we did have the appropriate uh, a conversation about that during budget hearing, both years. So that is the appropriate spot for it. Now, citizens can request it. I get it. They, we do it all the time. There's nothing wrong with the holiday, Juneteenth. That's what you're missing. It's the process that we went through. Okay. So don't make it a, a, about that. We didn't talk. And any stuff that you put on the agenda week after week after week that we didn't pass. Yeah, is so that petty? So don't be like that. Well, there are two other. There, this is degenerating pretty quickly here. Yeah, it, it, it is. really is. Definitely. It really is. It really is. Two other items. Uh, Mr. Ward indicated he was opposed to agenda item six. Uh, Shay Ludicky also opposed to agenda item six. And then I did receive a note um, from somebody online. Uh, Stacy wished to speak. I don't see her online. So you heard in that process, in that, in that last clip, the county judge just making a, a, a statement, an observation that it was degenerating quick, this topic. So to me, that was interesting. Another thing that was interesting in, in, about this agenda item this is the first time I've seen staff and other elected officials putting in a participation form in opposition of a recommended agenda item action that the court might take. So to me, that, that, that was telling. And like I said in, in that clip, that that agenda item was very petty. Citizens saw the pettiness in, in that. Employees saw the pettiness in that agenda item. So luckily, at the end of the day, after all the back and forth between the commissioners and the county judge, the item was withdrawn and no action was taken on that. So as of this year, there are going to be 14 county holidays for this year. I would imagine in the budget 
they'll probably make some adjustments on the amount of holidays that we have. I'm going to recommend that we follow the federal holidays schedule. And and I think federal holidays, there, there are, are 11 federally recognized holidays. So that that would be my my two cents for that part in the budget. But something that was on the agenda that I want to come back to that you may or may not completely understand. So on item five we of the regular agenda that we have on Monday, it it states consider authorizing a mid-year salary increase for Bell County Correctional Officers and Bell County Detention Officers with a budget increase of $3,700,000 and associated budget amendments. So let me explain exactly what this is doing. So currently right now, a jailer or uh, juvenile detention officer starting out is roughly about $42,000 plus benefits. We have a lot of jail openings. It's hard to staff the jail from what I'm being told. We're training jailers, getting them certified, and they're going to other counties that pay more that are just right in our immediate area. So this is to get us in line with other counties that are paying their jailers more. This is going to increase a starting jailer's salary to $52,000 roughly. So it's roughly going to be a $10,000 increase, which is great. You know, I support anything that is going to have people, have employees, have a livable wage, a sustainable wage, where they're not trying to work other jobs or anything like that, that they can have a career and survive and thrive off of uh, you know working for the government. You're not going to get rich, but you should be able to survive and thrive. But I do not want this action that that we're going to be taking on this item. I don't want this to be at the detriment of all the other employees for Bell County. So we got about 1,200 employees, and this is going to cover about 200 of them. So they need to be mindful by they, I mean the other commissioners, they need to be mindful that we're not leaving our other employees at the gate. We need to bring everyone with us. Uh, We need to bring everyone uh, with a pay increase. So that is something that I'm going to be advocating for. And yeah, it's going to cost money. And the only way, the only places we get money from sales tax, property tax, fines, fees. That's it. That's it. 
So that's that is something that is going to have a significant impact on the budget. It, it was uh, it's such an emergency to fill these positions that we have to do it in the middle of the year, in the middle of the budget year. So so keep that in mind. Uh, I don't I don't think if if uh, every position is filled in the jail that's authorized that there's enough place for them to work because it's we're doing this in anticipation of the new jail coming online uh, but it takes time to train people it takes time to hire people and so yeah that's going to be you know a multi-month process so for us in order for the county to do that we have to start aggressively seeking out people to hire and getting them trained because we got maybe a year before the jail is fully open and operational. So it's a necessary step and it's a step that will affect the, the budget will affects the tax rate going forward. So now we're going to shift gears and talk about our state legislature uh, at deadline pass this, this weekend that if a bill isn't at a certain level in the process, it pretty much dies. If it's not at a committee or anything like that. And I started getting something throughout the week. Ads, Facebook messaging, emails about our state representative, uh, Representative Brad Buckley. The reason why we were getting a lot of probably emails and, and ads about that is because he's the chair of the um, public school finance committee and uh, he's the chairman of that and he is trying to figure out how to get this uh, public vouchers parental choice or however they want to call it this session uh, through it, it it has appeared that that bill is dead. It's not going anywhere. It didn't make it out of the house, and at least in, in the way that it was initially kind of pushed out. And then the governor said that he would he would veto the House's version of that. So I guess they finally made made the decision not to move forward with, with any more action on that. Interesting, though, that they even chose Buckley to be the chair of, of the committee. He was a school board member. His dad was instrumental in, in the public school system here in Killeen ISD. He has a football stadium named after him. And his wife works for the school district. So why would this be the person that you would want to get a uh, voucher system brought up, you know, passed through. But I'm sure he was trying, and uh, maybe he got a little lucky. I think they'll probably go into special session about this, but uh, I don't think it's going to fly. They, they, I did hear that, uh, listening to another podcast, that 
the governor was talking about bringing a special session in the fall for school vouchers, and they were theorizing, well, why why do it in the fall? Why not do it immediately after this session? And they said, well, a lot of teachers will be off in the summer, and that they'll have plenty of time to go down to Austin and and get involved, and that makes a lot of sense to me. So, yeah, I could see them doing something, some uh, sneaky ideas like that to uh, postpone the uh, special session until once school starts back up. I think another thing that will be going to a special session is the uh, property tax. Both the Texas House and the Texas Senate passed two completely different ideas to lower property taxes and the budget. Uh, the the uh, yeah they so the clock ran out or uh, the House passed one on Friday, sixteen point three billion dollars uh, to cut property taxes, and it almost doesn't incorporate anything that the that the state or the senate wanted so the senate and the house look like they're um they're in a stalemate on that so they're on a stalemate with uh, property taxes they're on a stalemate with the uh, uh voucher plan so I'm I'm curious to see what it's going to a special session would look like with neither one of those being agreed to. So let's go back down to uh local, uh something that I forgot to mention. This week also we had the swearing in of the city council members that recently got elected Harker Heights Parker Heights Mayor, but Temple, Belton ISD, City of Belton, all, all throughout the county. In Colleen, they swore in City Council, but on the same day that they swore in City Council, the Mayor Pro Tem, Ken Wilkerson, resigned. So it, that was sad news to hear. I have a great respect for, for Ken. I want to thank him for his years of service to the community, to the city of Killeen. Um, I hope he, you know, it's his decision to make, but I, I hope in the future that he considers, you know, serving the citizens again in another capacity because uh, he was definitely, he's definitely well-respected in, in the community. We also have the final election, runoff election for the city of Harker Heights that will be getting underway here pretty soon. Just to uh, let you know that Linda Nash and Stacy Wilson, they're heading to the runoff election for the city of Harker Heights. We plan to support them, get them in office. Early voting begins May 30th, 31st, June 1st, June 2nd, June 5th, and June 6th. 
8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then election day is going to be June 10th. And uh, voting will be from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. So I know that they are knocking doors, calling voters, engaging with uh, everyone that voted for them the last time. Both Linda and Stacy received the most votes the last election, the one that we just had. So we just need to continue that trend, get them over the top, and get them in, in office. So I did see on, on social media that the Republican Party is helping out their opponents, organizing block walks and phone banks and, and fundraisers. So it's obviously we have our, our line in, in the sand. Republicans have their candidates. We have our candidates. And uh, we'll see who will win June 10th, Election Day. So we'll go ahead and start wrapping up. But I just want to remind everyone to get involved with your local government school board, city council, water board, commissioner's court. We, we appreciate your involvement. Uh, we need your involvement. We represent you. So do your part. We'll do our part. And with that, we are out of here.